Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Episode number 272, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Sunday going? Easter Sunday. How the hell was your Good Friday? Hopefully you had a couple of days off there. At least one, right? Um, Hopefully you're having a good one today. Be safe. Don't drink a drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. I feel obligated to say it. I know how it gets, man. I remember gathering with the family year after year. I know how the adults were. Kids are chocolate drunk. And adults are (laughs) just drunk drunk. (laughs) Um, It's a good time. Just be safe out there. You don't want anything. Don't fight your cousin this Easter over something he said a couple of years ago. You know, don't do any of that. Have fun. Be safe. Make it friendly. Make it happy. Make it a good memory, man. I have so many good memories. Uh, growing up doing Easter, man. We used to go to this place. If you're from Dallas, you probably know this place. Uh, it's called Flagpole Hill. Dude, we'd have to get out there super, super early. My parents dragging me and my brother out there at like 6.30, 7 a.m. You got to sit on a, a, a bench at the park so everybody knows this is reserved. We're having this one all day. And then the family would so- slowly start to show up having a good time man uh and and it's called flagpole hill because at the top of the hill there's a giant flagpole with the american flag up there and and dude that was just such a great time as a kid i'd go up there with like all my cousins my brother and we would stay up there all fucking day just playing hide and seek you know talking bullshitting it was like our little clubhouse you know that's what i remember thinking this is our clubhouse you know, the, the the parents made, you know, my dad in particular, you know, we'd have to go check in after an hour or two hours, whatever he deemed necessary, and just say, hey, dad, we're okay. We're still up there playing. All right, cool. Go back to it. You know, I wouldn't do that with my kid these days. Any, any of my kids, no. And it'd have to be pretty much damn near an adult before I'd let him out of my sight. You just never know anymore. You could do that kind of shit. When I was growing up, you know, I I remember my dad used to let me and my older brother go two streets away. And I thought that was bold, you know, but he'd let us get on our bikes right over to our friend's house, you know, play football outside, whatever. Go in the friend's house, play video games, eat up their parents' food for a little little while. Um, You know, that, that was bold. I I would not do, I would be right behind my kid going two streets away nowadays. Not to say that the crazies didn't exist back then. It just seems to be way worse. I'm not letting my kids out of my sight. I, I don't care. Make fun of me. Call me the helicopter dad. Overly cautious. I don't, I don't care. (laughs) It's just too much. I mean, people do just do senseless shit these days for no reason. I think that's what uh, senseless means, Chris. Doesn't make any damn sense. Um, yeah, I've just seen too many videos to let my kids go outside. But back then, it was it was just different. You know, we always had to check in. That was a th- that was our safety measure. Was just come back. At, you know, it's three o'clock. Come back at five. Let me know you're okay, and you can go back and do it again. If you don't come back at five, you're gonna have to come inside, and that's gonna end your day. If you're one minute late. <laughs> My mom always used to tell me that. If you're one minute late, I mean, you, you could get from your friend's house to our house in no time, so you shouldn't be late. Start early, come back, check in, then you can go back. 
Save yourself some hassle. Um, but yeah, Flagpole Hill, man, we spent so many years there. Easter egg hunts. Oh, I love the confetti eggs. Uh, those were always great, man. Making those the night before. Um, my, my, my greatest memory of Flagpole Hill, actually the ending of the story, left me bleeding, laying on the ground, crying. <laughs> but it's my greatest memory because, you know, like I said, we make those confetti eggs the night before. Me and my cousins, I mean, we just run through them in the first fucking 30 minutes. People start getting there. You know, like I said, you'd get there early, you'd have to reserve, and then people from the family start showing up. And, uh, you know, you start cracking them on, on your little cousin's head. The weak, the weak ones always get it first. You know, the smaller ones that, you know, that you don't want to smash it over their head. You always have to cr crush it in your hand and then just sprinkle it in their hair. You know, they got some. They're good. But my dad was notorious. No one could ever get my dad. And to my knowledge, to this day, I'm the only one that's ever got my dad with a confetti egg. He, he was just always aware, you know? <laughs> my dad was always watching the surroundings. Always, you know, you couldn't sneak up behind him. Um, and I was the only one to do it. I caught him one time. We'd run through all the eggs. Year after year, I tried too, by the way. My older cousins who were 15 and 16 at that time were trying to get, they just couldn't get him. Came close, you know. Um, but yeah, could never get him. And I, I got him one time. He, he thought all the eggs were gone. And I had one special in my pocket for him. This one's just for dad. And uh, so all the eggs appear to be gone. It's pretty, you know, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, it's a pretty good strategy for a kid, <laughs> you know. I had the last egg, and uh, he didn't know it. So, you know, the table's just empty, empty egg cartons now. All the confetti eggs are gone, and he didn't know I had this one in my pocket. So he finally relaxes. He sits down, and he's talking to wh whoever, you know, adult talk. The adults are out there drinking. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I finally got him. I snuck up on him. I just acted like I was walking behind him to get a plate. And I pulled it out of my pocket, smashed him over the head with it. And the chase ensued. He jumped up out of his chair. Um, actually, I don't know where he got an egg from now that I'm thinking about it. But he had a confetti egg. And I saw it in his hand. I guess he was holding too. And I saw in his hand, he jumps up out of the chair because I just got him. I've never seen anyone get my dad before with a confetti egg. I'm so excited. I'm ecstatic that I just did this. You know, um, <laughs> I'm the only one I've ever seen. And like I said, to this day, I'm the only one I've ever known that's actually got him. So he's chasing me around fucking Flagpole Hill. I mean, I'm running for my life and I'm, I'm you know... Two things are happening. I'm fucking excited and happy and euphoric slash fucking terrified because he's faster than I am, you know? So he's chasing me. I'm I'm bobbing and weaving. I'm, you know, doing everything I know how to do to get away from him. He's an adult. I'm a child. You know, he's probably just fucking with me. He's waiting for me to corner myself. And he's going to get me. So I'm running around this park and he's chasing me. And everybody, you know, everybody's fucking laughing, you know. 
I remember when I got him, one uh, one of my theas was like, "Oh my god, he got him!" And it, you know, that's when he starts chasing me or whatever. And uh, I'm running around. I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, he's getting closer. I'm running as hard as I can, you know, looking over my shoulder. And I'm just zigzagging through, you know, the little trees. It wasn't full of trees. You know, there's just random trees spread out throughout the park, you know. And uh, <laughs> so I'm running through the field. And he's chasing me. He's in hot pursuit. He's probably holding back a little bit, like I said, waiting for me to corner myself. And I'm looking over my right shoulder. And I'm still running my hardest, looking forward, looking over my right shoulder, running my hardest, looking forward, looking over my right shoulder. And one of these times I'm like zigging and zagging, I'm still running. And I look behind my right shoulder for a little too long that time. And I turn around and I run into like a tree that was planted maybe, (laughs) I don't know, two years prior It's still a young tree, so the branches are still low. And, dude, this fucking tree clotheslines me. Like, I still have the scar in between, like, on on the bridge of my nose. I still have the scar. I looked over my shoulder. I turned around, and bam! I ran into this one. I mean, it was like a, a literally like an arm of a tree hanging out. You know, this was part of what what I was doing to get away. I was, uh, you know, ducking under tree branches and whatever I had to do. And I, oh, dude, it caught me. It caught me so fucking bad. And, you know, I'm sure the whole (laughs) uh, park grounds, you know, when they saw this tree clothesline me and my legs flip up into the air and then my back hit the ground, I'm sure the whole park was like, oh, you know, it, it was one of those. I mean, I was running full fucking speed and this thing smacked me. So, bust me open on my forehead. I land on my back. My dad comes up breathing heavy. He has the confetti egg and he cracks it on my head. (laughs) He just walks away. And I'm bleeding. I'm laying there. You know, I'm not gushing or anything. I I mean, I smacked the tree pretty good. You know, it it left a cut. Um, And he crushes the confetti egg on my head. (laughs) And he walks back. He starts walking back to the camp. You know, our our little spot we had reserved. And I'm just laying on the ground. And I just start... <laughs> and I just start fucking sobbing. Oh. And uh, it's hard to say that's one of my favorite memories. But as the years have gone on, man, it's fucking hilarious. Like, I wish that wouldn't have been me. Obviously, (laughs) I wish that would have been another kid to get clotheslined. But, you know, just for the fact that I could see what it looked like from the outside as I was in the middle of it while it was happening. So I didn't get to see my legs flip up in the air. You know, I didn't get to observe it. I had to live it. So, uh, yeah, it's weird to say I, I was left crying and bleeding on the ground with now confetti in my hair. And I didn't think he was going to catch me. I thought I was going to get away. And, uh, yeah, man, he was like a, he was like a native herding the buffalo toward the cliff. You know, he knew what he was doing. He knew if he got me up in those trees, I was going to get stuck somehow. I don't, I don't think he planned on me getting clotheslined by it, but he came up and he's, you know, like I said, he's out of breath. Uh, and he just gets me and it, it hurt my feelings. 
I thought I was going to get away. I thought I got away with it. I thought I was going to do the impossible. Not only did I crack the thing on his head, but I was going to get away with it too. And no, <laughs> I mean, like a fucking movie, dude. Um, I bet it was hilarious. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, I hadn't even taken my first drink. My beer's just sitting here all lonely. Um, I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Once again, it's Miller time on this podcast. Uh, so if you got them, drink them, bottoms up. I'm going to take a big swig to make up for lost time here. Cheers, everybody. I actually saw a picture of Flagpole Hill the other day. They put a in a badass fucking playground. I got to take my kids there sometime. Uh, not to play by themselves out of my supervision. Um, anyways, it is Sunday. Uh, it is Easter Sunday. So we're going to do something we haven't done in a long time. Which I keep saying every week, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. And I never get around to it. I end up talking so much fucking hockey or recently so much baseball that I just don't get around to the drink recommendations. So uh, I've looked up Easter cocktails since it is Easter Sunday. Um, so here we go. I don't know how that song became synonymous with the drink recommendations on this part. It just, I don't know. It feels right. I don't know. I even know the name of that song. It just feels right. It's like celebratory in a way. Anyway. Uh, so I have three for you here. These are all from delish.com. Uh, this first one's so cute. Guys, listen, it's so cute. Um, <clears throat> it's called the Cottontail Margarita. And I'll tell you everything you need for it. Uh, let's see. Yields four servings. Prep time, five minutes. Total time, five minutes. That's not bad. Calories per serving is 867. Good God. That's a fucking meal right there. Just in liquid. Um, ingredients. Here's what the hell you're going to need. You're going to need a fourth cup marshmallow fluff, two cups sweetened shredded coconut, one 14-ounce can of coconut milk, one and a half cups silver tequila, one cup triple sec, half a cup pineapple juice, a fourth cup lime juice, um, ice for serving. Here's how the hell you make it. How many steps are we looking at here? Three steps. It can't be that hard, can it? Uh, step number one, using a butter knife or a small offset spatula. Spread marshmallow fluff around rim of glass. Add shredded coconut to a shallow bowl, then dip the tops of the glasses in coconut, adhering the coconut to the fluff. Uh, step number two, in larger pitchers, stir together coconut milk, tequila, triple sec, pineapple juice, and lime juice. That sounds delicious. Uh, I would just drink that part. <laughs> uh, step three, add ice to glass, then pour over margarita mixture. Okay, so it still has the tequila. <clears throat> it still has the triple sec. The pineapple juice is, is nice. The lime juice is nice. The coconut milk kind of makes it a little different. It's like a tequila's version of the white Russian, almost, with these ingredients, right? But it looks really cool. I mean, like, 
um, the coconut around the rim of the glass. You can make it look all fancy if you want to. Um, that's from delish.com. Actually, all three of these are from delish.com. Uh, the next one I have for you is called the Peep Teeny. And I fucking hate peeps, by the way. Like, it just, like, I think one year I ate so many of them, like, in the car ride home. It really didn't take us that long to get from Flagpole Hill to to my house. Maybe a 20-minute drive, but, dude, one year I just downed. On the car ride home and the 20-minute drive, peep after peep after peep. And by the time I got home, I was sick as a dog. I was so sick to my stomach from eating all that fucking sugar and just marshmallow. It gave me a headache. Like, it was hot. So, you know, I'm, I'm eating these and it's like all the sugar and everything. Like, by the time we got home and our 20-minute drive... I had this massive headache, my stomach hurt, and that was the last time I ever I ever touched a peep. I fucking hate them. They're disgusting. Um, but you don't have to eat the peep. It's just for garnish, really. It's just a little thing to make it look festive. So, <clears throat> anyways, delish.com. Here's how you make the peep teeny. Um, it yields one serving, prep time five minutes, total time five minutes. Here's what the hell you're going to need. Half an ounce vanilla syrup plus more for glass. One tablespoon pink sanding sugar. One tablespoon shredded coconut. One and a half ounce marshmallow vodka. I didn't even know they made that. That's got to be dangerous. Man. Marshmallow vodka. Interesting. Uh, One ounce heavy cream. Half an ounce grenadine. One peeps chick. Uh, here's how the hell you make it. There's only four steps. Freeze a martini glass until cold, about 15 minutes if desired. <clears throat> Step two, place syrup on a shallow plate. On a separate shallow plate, mix sanding sugar and coconut. Dip rim of glass into syrup, then into sugar mixture. Step three, fill a cocktail shaker with ice. Add vodka, cream, grenadine, and vanilla syrup. <clears throat> Cover and vigorously shake until... Outside of shaker is very frosty, about 20 seconds. Uh, step four, strain into cocktail, uh, strain cocktail into prepared glass. Garnish with the Peeps Chick. Uh, turns out looking pink, obviously, with the pink sanding sugar and the coconut. That's a nice little touch on the outside of the rim. It almost looks like strawberry milk, but it'll get you fucking... it gets you fucked up! Uh, so there's the Peep Teeny. Very, very festive. Um... Now it's asking for my email. I don't want to give you my email. Uh, maybe I should if they're going to recommend drinks to me, right? Anyways, uh, here's the last one I have for you. It doesn't really have a very Easter-sounding name. It's called the Brunch Punch, but it just looks delicious. Who doesn't like punch? Uh, yields 25, so you're making this for yourself and your friends and your family. Prep time, 10 minutes. Total time, 10 minutes. If this is one fucking step of just pouring everything into a punch bowl, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But that's probably what it is. Here's what the hell you're going to need. Um, ice, obviously. You want it cold. Two liter of Sprite. Two cups orange juice. Two cups pineapple juice. Two cups vodka. One bottle Prosecco. Two cups strawberries sliced. Two cups raspberries. Uh, one cup fresh mint leaves plus more for garnish. Sanding sugars for rim. <clears throat> this one only has two steps to it. Super easy. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's it's like I was thinking. To a large punch bowl, add ice, Sprite, orange juice, pineapple juice, vodka, prosecco, strawberries, raspberries, and mint leaves, and stir to combine. Uh, in a small dish of sanding sugar, rim glasses with fresh strawberry, and coat rims with sugar. Wait, in a small dish, rim glasses with fresh strawberry. Okay, so you use the strawberry juice. Uh, ladle punch into glasses and garnish with more mint. Um, that's the, how the hell you make it. All the ingredients. These all three are from delish.com. As always, everybody, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Call a DoorDash. They'll bring you the booze. Uh, just be safe out there, guys. Cheers. All right. Moving on. This is how fast things change, man. Listen to last week's episode. What a high I was riding from my Texas Rangers start of the season. Oh, actually, I think they're playing right now. The game might be over by now. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, we had the Cubs in this series. And uh, they're actually playing in Chicago in Wrigley Field, man. And it's just like, it's weird to, like, you visited a ballpark before. And you're watching the game on TV and you're like, okay, I was sitting like, when I was there, I was like right over there, a little slightly off camera, hammered fucking drunk. <laughs> I remember the thing I was drinking at the game was uh, Moscow Mules. I think I had two of them, dude, and I was gone. They made them shits strong. Um, but yeah, it's cool to watch a game and be like, I've actually fucking been there. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I remember thinking that Ivy Wall, too. One of my favorite movies growing up as a kid was Rookie of the Year. You know, where the the kid like breaks his arm or something and it it, it becomes like uh, I don't know. <laughs> he can throw the ball fast all of a sudden. It's a, you know, stupid movie. But it's great. I mean, I still love it to this day. It's a silly premise, I guess I should say. But uh so yeah, just watching that as a kid that ivy wall, dude, I thought that thing was giant. Like the green monster um, in Boston. That's that's the size of that ivy wall that I thought it was. And then, like, I get to the stadium that one year to watch the Cubs play the White Sox. I'm like, that thing's little. Like, it barely goes over the outfielder's head at all. It's kind of, And it's just like a little section. It's not even... It's not a whole wall. It's, it's interesting. I always thought it's just like seeing it on... The movies and TV, it's like, man, that's a, just a giant wall of ivy. And it's just really not. You know, not to say it was underwhelming. It's a beautiful ballpark. Um, but, yeah, it's just weird, your perception of things. And uh, to actually see it live. But, anyway, so that brought back a lot of great memories, just watching the Rangers play the Cubs. Um, what, what doesn't bring back great memories <laughs> is the fact that my baseball team is now a 500 baseball team. <laughs> um, yeah, we're four and four. We might be four and five as of today. I don't. I really don't know what happened in the game. Uh, let's ah, fuck it. Let's check. I mean, we got the internet right here at our fingertips. Texas Rangers score. But yeah. Um, oh, all right. We're winning today. Hey, look at that. Eight to two. Top of the eighth. Dude, what time did this game start? I swear this has been going on since like 11 a.m. this morning. Maybe they had a rain delay. I don't know. Um, it really doesn't seem like it should still be on. But anyway, uh, so yeah, my Rangers four and four, Cubs at four and three. 
and just beating the shit out of us the last two games. And it's like, you know, I log on to Facebook sometimes, and Facebook is always behind. They're, they're showing me shit from like six days ago. I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is old fucking news. But it's just weird to see it. It's like, you know, Bruce Bochy and his Rangers off to one of the best starts since 1921 or some shit like that. And I'm just looking at, you know, the last two games. I'm like, God damn, that shit's changed so fucking quick. You know? Um, <clears throat> just, I, I don't know. Consistency? Is that what it is? Um, you, you would think, man, when Bruce Bochy came here, I'm, I'm so fucking excited. This guy used to terrorize us with, with the Giants for years. There's just nothing we could fucking do. To be, I mean, they beat the hell out of us. <clears throat> the year we, uh, did we sweep the Yankees that year? I'm pretty sure we did. Or maybe I'm mixing basketball with the MLB. Either way, we beat the Yankees to move on to the fucking World Series. And here comes Bruce Bochy and his Giants, and they just beat the hell out of us. I mean, we didn't even have a chance. We put up way more of a fight against St. Louis. Uh, a few years later and ended up losing that one too so Bruce Bochy comes here and I'm super excited man I'm like he's reputable he's fucking um, I'm, I'm hoping what's about to happen is this shit's not gonna fly with him this half-assed 500 fucking baseball is not gonna do it you know um, we gotta do something in just a week's time I went from being on top of the world what, how many fucking 27 runs in the, the, our first two games? That's a, that's what the thing on Facebook said. Today, <laughs> from six days ago. Hasn't been done since 1920-something. Maybe it was 1901. I can't even remember. What a year that must have been, 1901. Jesus. What do you think things were like back then? Uh, but anyway, so yeah, now we're playing fucking... 500 baseball. I'm <laughs> back to my normal Texas Rangers. Um, you know, doing normal Texas Rangers things. And we, we have this supposed great pitching staff. We have these guys smacking the, the ball out of the park. Getting runs, 27 runs. You're thinking this is going to be an amazing season. And I'm not, it's obviously far from over. Far from over, but I mean, just to fall so damn quick, you know, first two series, pretty decent. Uh, first two games, I should say, now, better than decent, amazing. We lose the third one, that's normal, you know. It's really hard to, and, and coaches will, managers will say this all the time, it's really hard to sweep a professional baseball team. It's really hard to take three from them. You might take two out of the three, but... Taking three, I mean, these are guys with pride. They're going to do whatever they have to do to win and not get swept every fucking series. So we go from that from, uh, to being average, and I'm, I'm just waiting for the drop. <laughs> I'm waiting for the five, four and eight team, you know? Like, fuck, dude. Because you know what starts happening whenever, you know, whenever we we start dropping games like that, it's that's when you start trading players, building for the fucking future because you're not you're not going anywhere this year. It's just fucking awful. I don't want that to happen. I really, really don't. So hopefully, 
Bruce Bochy can turn us around. Hopefully he can give us some inspiration. Something. You, you work his magic. Whatever magic you had with the Giants, give that to us. You know, I, th I think we have a pretty damn decent team. So, you know, it was looking like at first we're just going to, uh, people are going to have to outscore us. And then it's like the next three games are like one, <laughs> by winning by a run. It's like two to one game, one to nothing game. It's like, fuck, what, dude, what happened all of a sudden? The bats went cold that quick. That's just wild to me. But here we are. Um, so we're going to look at the standings. See where everybody's at. American League, you got the Ra the Rays. Holy hell. See, this is why we look. Rays at 9-0. and They haven't lost a single game so far this season. Oh, my God. They're going to be tough. The Yankees at 6-3. and This is the AL East, by the way. Blue Jays at 5-4. and AL Central, you got the Twins at 6-2. and The Guardians at 5-4. and Okay. White Sox above the Royals at 4-6. and um, even at four and four, AL West, you got the Angels at five and three. You got the Rangers at four and four. That's five hundred baseball. You got the Mariners at four and five. I'm gonna go ahead and read the Astros because this isn't normal for them. They're three and six. Athletics are two and seven. That's normal for them. <laughs> uh, National League, you got the Braves six and three. The Mets five and four. The Nationals three and six. The Brewers six and two. The Pirates six and three, Cubs four and three. Um, <clears throat> NL West, you got the Padres five and four, Dodgers five and four, Diamondbacks five and four. They're in a three-way tie for the top spot in the NL West. Um, good for the Padres. I don't think it's going to be theirs. They might squeak into the playoffs, but yeah, yeah you never know. Um, during that that broadcast, by the way. 29 minutes in. Jesus, what the hell did I even talk about? Good Lord. Um, let's take another drink before I keep blabbing my, my mouth. So anyway, last thing I'll say on this Easter Sunday, I'll get out of here. I was just fascinated by this. They were talking about it during the Cubs game, and I'm assuming this is the Cubs announcers. It definitely wasn't ours. Maybe it was some sort of national broadcast. I don't know. They were talking about something that I've started to get more and more fascinated by. And I know there's like shows on TV. They did a couple episodes, sports science, whatever. That's what I'm going to call it, a sports science. I never really thought about this before. But they were talking about how the players, you know, get their bats. They, they're a certain length and, you know, whatever. They're a certain weight. You know, I'm sure there's limitations on length. There's limitations on weight. But they do this whole fucking thing where they like, and, and I guess I should have known this, but I've just never really thought about it. But they do this whole thing of where they'll assess each fucking hitter and they find like the perfect bat for each hitter. <clears throat> and it's super intricate from what they were explaining on the broadcast. It comes down to the way you turn your ankle, the way you turn your hips, the length of your arms, the the you know your your specific swing all of this stuff is factored in and i'm sure using computers <laughs> they figure out you know what what the perfect bat for each player is and i just thought that was fucking amazing honestly that's really amazing 
just the, I guess how the two worlds have collided. You know, as you know, we're advancing as human beings with our technology and the things we can do and the things computers can do and, and the robotics. Dude, I saw a fucking, like a timeline video of robotics. It was like you could fucking fart on a robot 10 years ago and it'd fall over. You know, now this guy, you know, it's like got four legs. It kind of, it's, it's strange. It's really strange to look at. It's like an animal without a head. But this guy like is kicking this robot, trying to knock it over, kicking it in the side. And it just regains its balance and keeps going. Kicks it again, it regains its balance and keeps going. Another humanoid looking robot is doing fucking backflips. He like jumped, uh, you know, uh, on these fucking blocks. They get taller each time he jumps. He hits them perfectly, lands perfectly. And then on the last one, he does a backflip. I say he, the robot does a backflip onto the ground. Like, dude, that's crazy. So that's what's really fascinating to me. Uh, I'm probably going to start talking a little bit more about this stuff and maybe in the different sports because I'm sure in hockey it's the same thing. They don't just give them, fuck, here's your stick. No, they got to customize it. How big is his hands? How tall is he? You know? All that shit plays a fucking factor. And I, I'm just fascinated by that. It's really fascinating that these two worlds are, are colliding. And, and they have been for years. You know? I just... I guess I've never thought about how it's applied. And that's the amazing thing is like... I don't know. It, you, some people might call it a waste of resources or whatever. But it's just making... You know, it's just making the game more exciting. It's making it more intricate. It's making the players better. You know, just think about a guy that's hitting a lot of home runs. If you change his bat, you change everything. He's probably not hitting those home runs anymore. It's it's crazy, man, how they can dial it in that much to each individual player and the time it takes and the the fucking science behind it. It's, I mean, it's so fascinating. So freaking fascinating. And, and the guy on the broadcast, I, I can't remember his name, he said it the best, and I've said this for years. He's like, anytime any human can find an advantage in any sport, they're going to take it. Any advantage. Look at the Astros. You know, the, the, the sign stealing, which that's not new. They didn't invent that. That's been happening for a long fucking time. They just perfected it in a way. Anyway, well, Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. Well, you didn't say we couldn't deflate the balls, so, or you didn't say, you know, what's the Belichick's thing? You didn't say we couldn't record the other team practicing and then use it against them in the game. You didn't say we couldn't, therefore we can. It's not in the rule book, therefore we can. Oh, dude, and and, and that's what the guy on the broadcast said. Anytime one person can take an advantage over another it's gonna happen it's going to fucking happen you know hopefully you want to believe it's going to be legal you know I'm, I'm thinking about boxing now what's the guy's name margarito anthony margarito fucking he, he fought Cotto and he put fucking concrete in his gloves it's like some kind of casting what you know it's wet and then once it dries it becomes like fucking concrete that's what he was hitting this fucking guy with and that's definitely illegal. There, there's definitely rules against that, but it's the humanistic thing. Any advantage we can get over whatever our competitor is, and this happens in business, it happens in sports, it happens everywhere. Any advantage I can get, I'm going to take, I'm going to exploit. 
it was going to make me better. You know, I'm going to win. So, um, well said. And, and, uh, way to spark just, you know, a whole conversation in, in my brain about how things are done. You know, I know they've probably been doing this with shoes for a long time, making it more comfortable. You can jump higher, you can run faster, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They form to your feet when you start walking. I don't know, whatever they do. It's just fucking crazy how these two worlds are colliding. And they have been for a while. It's just, you know, I'm, I never really sat down and thought, thought about how they pick out their fucking bats. Or how they pick out their hockey sticks. Or, you know, the the way uh, guys used to uh, get a little advantage when I was growing up playing soccer. You know, like when I was getting older, high school years. You know, we used to wear these shin guards that would have padding on your ankle. And they'd go up pretty much to your damn knee. And to save a, a slight amount of weight on each shin guard, players would get these little kid shin guards that were big enough to where they wouldn't get in trouble, enough to protect their shin, but it'd make them lighter. They were fine. You know, as long as they're legal, you can go to the little kid's section and pick out the tiniest shin guards. I was telling somebody this the other day. I uh, When I was in high school, <laughs> I you know we had a big... Um, tryout coming up for soccer, I fucking shaved my legs. I was convinced to shave my legs because, you know, I, I heard about it. I heard it can take time off of your, your running, you know. Um, so I did. <laughs> it was the strangest fucking feeling. I felt like I was laying in bed with a woman, but it was just me. Like every time I'd rub my legs together, I was like, oh, it was the weirdest fucking sensation. I'm used to having hair now. I'm just smooth as a fucking baby's ass. And, uh, yeah, I felt like I was laying in bed with a woman, except it was just me. I was like, oh, man, it's fucking strange. But I did it. I shaved my whole fucking legs to gain a slighted... I don't know if it worked. I don't know if it shaved any time off of my fucking whatever it's called, my sprint. I don't know, but I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> without knowing the science behind it, I definitely try to, I need to shave all the time I can off, you know, since there's other players, since there's other people I'm competing with to get on this team, I'm going to take every advantage I can. I think my head was already shaved at that time. It wasn't like down to the scalp, but it was, you know, I, I didn't have to mess with my hair at all. It was like any advantage you're going to try to fucking get any advantage you can take, and sometimes you even take advantages you're not supposed to. You know, that's just how it is. But uh, anyways, uh, super fascinating stuff, man. I'm, I'm going to start looking into that a little bit more. Um, I always love that show on TV. They show like a, a punch, like a powerful punch, and they go into depth about how the feet connect to the ground, how the... Um, energy flows up through the legs, through the hips, all the way to this one punching point, which is the guy's hand. Super fascinating, man. Uh, but anyways, that's going to do it for me. Uh, don't drink a drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft. Be safe out there, you guys. Let's finish these off. Cheers, everybody. All right, guys. I will talk to you next week. Be safe. I love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye.